Grace be unto you and peace, peace from God our Father and, and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear fellow hearers of God's word who have gathered here in our sanctuary and those who are joining us at home. Have you ever made a mistake when you were praying? I know I have. I'll just give you an example. When I visit some of our members at home who can't come to the church, and it's time to say the Lord's Prayer, I, I often ask them, how would you like to say the Lord's Prayer? Would you like to say it the old way or the way we pray in church today? And you'd be surprised to know that the majority of those older members will tell me, Pastor, let's pray it the way we pray it in church. So I start out with the new form, and if I'm not really concentrating, guess what? I often slip back into the old one. Has it ever happened to you that you were saying a prayer, perhaps maybe you weren't concentrating and, and you kind of forgot where you were? Did you ever fall asleep before finishing your evening prayers? I recall growing up with my brothers when we sat around the table with my parents. Yeah, we would often say the common table prayer, but I think we were so uh, in a hurry to get at that food, sometimes we'd start eating and we'd forget and someone would ask, did we even pray yet? Do you know that pastors sometimes make mistakes when they're leading the congregation in prayer here in church? Sometimes a pastor can lose his place, sometimes he can mispronounce the word. I recall on one occasion I gave to Pastor Tom, he the wrong name in the family for whom some special prayers were requested. I felt so bad, I made a mistake, I apologized to the family. But Pastor Tom, he had a good response to the family. He said, we may have said it wrong in church, but Jesus heard it right in heaven. And that's really what that second lesson is all about. That Jesus commanded us to pray. He has promised to hear us. And it's good to know that when we pray, even when we make mistakes, there is someone who helps us pray, and that is the Holy Spirit. He can help us pray and make sure that when we say it wrong on earth, it's heard correctly in heaven. And so this morning, let's thank God for the Holy Spirit who helps us pray. And he helps us by interceding for us when we don't know what to say. He helps us by interceding for us according to God's will. A number of years ago, I was meeting with a member who had gone through some real difficult times. And, and in the course of that congregation, I encouraged her, maybe, maybe you could just pray some more. And then she looked at me with a look, I'll never forget it. She said, Pastor, you see my eyes? They're so red and swollen, I've cried so many tears, I don't have any more tears to shed. And Pastor, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, I don't even know what to say anymore. There are times when we need help with our prayer life. In times in perplexity and sorrow, Paul assures us that we have help, and it's the Holy Spirit. And this is what the, Paul says about the Holy Spirit. He says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. 
this, this section comes from that very comforting chapter, chapter 8, where Paul assures us that nothing will separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus. And just previous to these verses, Paul talks about how the glory of heaven helps us in our weaknesses, in our suffering to endure. And then he says, in the same way, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. And when we don't know what to say, Paul says, the Holy Spirit will be interceding for us at the throne of grace with groans that words cannot express. That boggles my mind. That just simply is an amazing truth. When we begin to feel like that woman when we've shed so many tears, we have no more tears to shed. When we've offered so many prayers, we don't know what to pray anymore. Just take comfort and be still and know that the Holy Spirit, he will help you when you are groaning under the burdens of life. He will be groaning for you too at the throne of grace. And so what a comfort that is for us. So the next time when you're really down and out, when maybe you're facing some type of serious illness or surgery, or maybe, maybe you've stood at the casket of a loved one and now, and now the chair at the other side of the table is empty, when perhaps maybe you're tossing and turning at night in bed sleepless because some sin is bothering you, or perhaps maybe some problem at home, at work, in the marriage, just seems unsolvable. And just be still. And know that even though you may not know what to say in your prayer, the Holy Spirit is helping. He's helping you to pray, groaning at the throne of grace with groans that can't be put into human words. What a relief. And then the Holy Spirit also helps us when we pray by interceding for us according to God's gracious will. Paul says, He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. What, what an amazing truth this is. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the triune God. We confess that. And here we are reminded that that third person of the Godhead who lives in our hearts by faith knows our thoughts, our minds. And because he's part of the Godhead, he knows God's will perfectly. And so when we pray, sometimes we're not quite sure. Well, the Holy Spirit will help. He helps us pray in accordance with God's holy will. Now, when we talk about God's will, a good way to remember is that there are, there are two basic wills of God. One is what we call the revealed will of God. Those are the things that God has made known to us in the Bible. And we usually talk about two main things. First of all, there's God's holy will, the Ten Commandments, by which God shows to us what he demands of us and then threatens us when we can't be perfect in living according to it. That's the law. Then there's God's saving will, which he has made known to us. He reveals to us in the Bible that God wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. 
And that's the gospel. And in the gospel, we find comfort that the holiness that God demands in the law, God gives to us in Christ Jesus, our Savior. And we know these things. We believe these things. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we, we pray about these things. Lord, lead me to godly repentance, to sorrow over my sin. And then God, having led me to Mount Sinai to see the terror of your threats, take me to Mount Calvary and comfort me in the assurance that you have washed all my sins away. But there's another will of God. And we call that his hidden will. In other words, God's hidden will are the things that he has not made known to us. In his infinite wisdom, he has chosen not to have recorded the pages of Scripture. For example, what was God doing before he created the world? We don't know. He hasn't told us that. He hasn't told us on what day this world is going to come to an end. He hasn't told us on what day you or I will die. Those are things that God has kept hidden from us. And, and there are many things in life where we have to make a decision. It would be nice to know exactly what God would want me to do in these matters, but he hasn't given us an answer. And so we use our best sanctified Christian judgment, and then we take it to the Lord in prayer. Lord, should I have that surgery? Or should I? Lord, should I take that new job? Should I buy that new home? Should I think about marrying this person or, or should I wait for another to come along? Lord, should I, should I go on to school after high school and go to that college to pursue that career or go to that trade school to pursue that career? Lord, I just don't know. What is your will in this matter? What a comfort it is to know that God has given us hearts of faith by which we pray, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And another thing that comforts us when we pray about these things about which God has not given us a clear answer, the Holy Spirit helps us. The Holy Spirit will intercede for us at the throne of grace and he will intercede for us according to the will of God. And so it, it is true what Pastor Tom Hayes said. Sometimes when we pray, we may say it wrong, but the Holy Spirit makes sure that it's heard right at the throne of grace. How, how grateful we are for the Holy Spirit. Think of all that he did for us. He brought us to faith. He taught us the truth of God's holy law that we cannot keep that law perfectly and we deserve eternal condemnation. But, but, but then he also taught us the truth about the gospel message about Jesus who was perfect for us in every way, even when it came to his prayer life. And here I'm thinking about when he was being nailed to the cross. What did he pray about those executioners? He said, Father, forgive them. I would like to think that he had us in mind too. Because 
it was our sins that caused his dying as well. But did you ever stop to think that Jesus was the answer to his own prayer? He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. And then he died to win their forgiveness and to win ours. What an amazing Savior we have. So thank the Holy Spirit. Thank the Holy Spirit that when we pray, he helps us. He intercedes for us at the throne of grace. When we don't know what to say, he intercedes for us at the throne of grace according to God's holy will. So the next time you pray, remember to thank the Holy Spirit for helping you when you pray. Amen.